0: Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. The power of God and that last one, same God that like we... We read in the Old Testament about all these awesome things what God did, and we read in the New Testament about all the amazing things um, about Jesus and and all through Acts and the and the letters, and, and yeah, it's the same God we have today. Amen. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah. So starting out, yeah, my name's my name's Josh. For those for those who don't know me, and um, yeah, I have the privilege of speaking in the next part of our in the next part of our Joshua series. I've got to say, when I heard, I heard this um, series was coming up, I thought, yeah, there's a series with my name on it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yep. Yeah. Dad jokes aside, um, happy Father's Day. Um, yeah, it's good day. So yeah, the next, um, next section we'll be looking at today is the, the Battle of the City of Jericho which, as we're about to find out, it wasn't so much of a battle that Israel would win. it was the commander of the Lord's was in this battle, and it was won by the power of God. Amen. So if you want to open your Bibles to um, Joshua 5, chapter 13, and follow along as we work our way through chapter 6, um, yeah, you might find that helpful. So up until this point... Um, yeah, up until this point, if you remember from the time Joshua took over Moses as the leader of the people of Israel, they had sent two spies into the land um, to scout out the land and suss it out, um, the, the city of Jericho, on the other side of the Jordan River, uh, where we heard, heard how they met Rahab and how she kept them safe. Um, now, Rahab, Rahab acknowledged that, God, that the God of the Israelites was the supreme God and she protected the spies. And because of this, the spies promised, her, promised to keep her safe and her family safe. From here, we read how God took them through the Jordan River to make camp at Gilgal on the plains of, of Jericho, where they celebrated their first Passover in the New Land. Now, one very important f- piece of information that the spies recovered when they were staying with Rahab was that the entire land was living in fear of the Israelites and their God. In Joshua chapter 2, uh, verse 10 to 11, uh, Rahab says, I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. But we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you um, through the Red Sea when you left Egypt, and we know that you And we know what you did to Sion and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens and the earth below. So we see that through the miracles God had done, from the battles they had already won, God's plan was to deliberately establish his reputation as powerful and supreme God and that his people were to be feared. If you remember that a couple of weeks back, Andrew spoke about how the commander of the Lord's armies met with Joshua near the town of Jericho. And um, I'm just going to read this section again as I think it really sets up the theme for this next part. Drink Drink water. So, yeah, Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Now reading this, we're like, hang on. That's exactly what God asked Moses to do when he was speaking to him um, in the burning bush, right? So does this mean that God himself was speaking to Joshua here? I think so. This section tells us two things. Firstly, that there was a parallel here made uh, made between Joshua and Moses in order to show us that, like Moses, Joshua was the next leader of Israel. And secondly, that this man standing in front of Joshua, um, that he is divine and he comes with all the authority of God, and is indeed the commander of the Lord's armies. It is it's actually said. Um, that this section of scripture is actually a Christophany, which is a kind of a long word. If you haven't heard uh, what that is, it's it's one of the parts of the Bible, uh, one of the parts of the Old Testament, where Jesus himself uh, appears to someone to give guidance or instruction or protection. There's actually a few times this happens, um, and they're pretty cool. But even though Jesus wasn't born yet, the Bible tells us that he existed from the beginning and therefore he was present through the whole Old Testament as well which is pretty cool when you think about it. Uh, so yeah the Bible the Bible also talks about the command of the Lord's armies as we've just been singing um, the song King Jesus uh, which is taken from Revelation 19 and um, I'm just going to read it now. It's Actually cool during the week I was sort of thinking about this and it sort of just sort of popped up, Red Revelation 19, and I'm like, "Hang on, that's where that song was taken from." Sort of coincidence cool there. Um, so, yet yeah, verse 11 says, "When I saw heaven opened, and white, and a white horse was standing there, its rider was named faithful and true, for he was for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was." written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and the title, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in the finest of white pure linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fear wrath of God, the almighty army, like juice flowing from a winepress. On his robe, at his thigh, was written this title, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This passage in Revelation speaks about Jesus being the leader of the armies of the Lord. So with this in mind, we see that Jesus was a pretty powerful part of the whole story, and I'll talk more about that later. As Andrew also pointed out the other week, regarding this this meeting with um, the commander of the Lord's armies, It's interesting that when the man asked if he was friend or foe, his response was, neither one. God's plan doesn't always follow our agenda or even our plans. It would be easy for Joshua to assume that because they were God's chosen people, that God would be with them no matter what. But only if they were submitted to his plan and not their own. And there's a real lesson for us us here too. We can't just assume that because we're Christians, we're just automatically walking in God's blessing. We're simply not if we ignore God's plan and do our own thing. Joshua's response to the man is important. He hears that the commander of the Lord's... Sorry, when he hears who, who the man is, he falls to his face in submission. And he says, I am at, I am at your command. What, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? And it is this very thing that determines whether the commander of the Lord's armies is his friend or foe. Joshua submits to God and he submits to God's plan and obeys him. Uh, Point one, submit to God. When we submit to God's plan in our lives, he's a friend, not a foe. Or as some translations put it, he is For us and not for our enemies. We go forward to the Gospel of John, uh, chapter three, verse sixteen. I'm sure we've we've heard it once or twice. Um, It reads, "For the Lord, sorry, for this is how the Lord loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life." God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. We know the first part of this passage, but we often leave out the second. I want to be on the command, I want to be on the side of the commander of the Lord's armies when the time comes. And back to um, yeah. So back to uh, Joshua chapter six. It starts with um, just reconfirming what we read earlier about the um, the people being afraid. Um, the people being afraid of God's um, God's people and of God. And it reads: So now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed out or in. So there it is again the people of Jericho were terrified. God had established his reputation in the land preceding the Israelites and this was all part of his plan as we'll soon see. We read on in verse 2. But the Lord said to Joshua, I've given you Jericho, its king and all of its warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven days with the, with the priests blowing the, horn, when, the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. It's funny, actually, reading, reading this story, and I'm trying to imagine it. And I was, um, the, the, the Rams sounds. I don't know if you've ever looked up. Like, they're, they're called shofar. Have you ever, have a look on YouTube. They're the most awesome-sounding thing. It's kind of like a trumpet, but roar, and oh, they're great. I can just imagine, like, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so Joshua was submitted to God's plan, and he simply obeyed. The so point two, we need to obey. Sometimes God asks us to do things that don't make sense to us. But our obedience is so important. From a military perspective, it didn't make sense to simply march around the city in order to conquer it. But God sees things from a completely different perspective. Um, in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, it reads, um, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For well, as just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. See, God's plan left no doubt as to whose strength won this battle. It was the power of God, not the Israelites. Throughout the Bible, there are so many stories where God leads his people through situations that they are they're completely impossible without God. He actually puts them in these situations he does this to show that it's by his power that the battles are won and the miracles happen, and not by their own strength. The Israelites had been, they'd been freed from slavery, um, led through the parting of the Red Sea, kept alive by food sent from heaven, not just alive, but alive and well, food sent by heaven for 40 years in the wilderness. And by God's hand, they, they defeated some pretty formidable enemies. And just... And then, just as God had promised, he led them into the promised land. And even then, it wasn't just handed to them. They had to submit to God's plan and obey him in order to see him win their battles. Everything they accomplished was in God's strength and not in their own. God led the Israelites to this very place. He placed them in front of the city. The, the city walls they faced, they were no accident. It was always God's plan to bring them here so that he could reveal his power and show them that it's his power, it's in his power that they could take the promised land. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when we are following God's plan for our lives, like the Israelites, we come across these fortified cities, so to speak. And like the Israelites, God often asks us to do things that are completely outside of our abilities just so that we can see his power work. Read on um, in Joshua chapter 6, verse 8. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord. There's a key line right there. Blowing the horns as they marched. And the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark, with the priests continuously blowing the horns. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Then shout. On the second day, they marched again around the town once, and then they returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. Can you imagine the king and the warriors of Jericho all hiding behind the walls in fear? Day after day, with the men of Israel marching around around the city, not even speaking with nothing but the rhythmic sound of marching and the eerie noise of those seven ram's horns echoing around the city. What a, what a psych-out this would have been for the armies of Jericho, hey? Like, but this was God's plan. God made sure the armies of Jericho wouldn't even dare fight back against, God, um, against the God of the Israelites. Um, verse 15. On the seventh day... The Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the city as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people to shout, For the Lord has given you this town. Jericho and it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and others in her house will be spared, For she protected the spies. Point three God is faithful. He stays true to his word. Not does God only stay true to his word and give them victory over Jericho, but he's also faithful to the promise that the spies made to Rahab. I love it how at the end of this chapter we read how God was faithful to Rahab and her family, and even though her home and city were completely destroyed, God protected her and kept her safe. And he kept the oath the spies made to save her, and as we know, uh, she she married an Israelite man and became part of the lineage of Christ. And yeah, so what she had was made better. How God sees our heart. Sorry, how good is it? Good is it that God sees our heart and is faithful to His promises? Verse twenty, it says, "The people heard. Sorry, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns." They shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and they captured it. So on the seventh day with a shout, and no doubt the earth shook as the walls collapsed, it would have been terrifying. God displayed his power. Joshua met the command of the Lord's armies just before this. So we see that the battle was not won by human fighting skill, but by the Lord's army. When we submit to God and obey him, we will see his power at work. When we realise that there's nothing we can do, that we can do, and that it's only in his strength that we can serve him, then we will see his power. This is really the key take-home point from this, from this section, from this passage, that it's that it's by, the power, by God's power that his plans unfold and take place and not by our own strength. But as we know, sometimes God's plan doesn't necessarily look like we thought it would. It's often not, not as simple as it sounds, is it? Like how God instructed the Israelites to march around the city for seven days before they saw victory. Sometimes we find ourselves in a situation leave us, that leaves us wondering, like what on earth God's doing. In this story, God requires them to obey and promises a victory. But then there's other characters of the Bible that obey God and everything seems to go wrong. But God still has a plan and he uses these times for his purpose. I look at Joseph, who we heard about last week. He was sold by his brothers, betrayed by his boss's wife, ended up in prison but God saw a bigger picture and used his situation to save Joseph's family. I've experienced many times where I've submitted to God and I've seen his power and felt his presence and it's been amazing. And there's been times where I've really pressed into God but things haven't turned out like I'd hoped either. Like quite a while ago, there was a time in my life Um, where I struggled to shake an addiction. I felt God say to me, this is not for you. And when I obeyed him and gave it to him, I felt the most powerful presence of God in my life. It was awesome. I prayed almost constantly, praying in tongues whenever I was alone. I listened to worship music whenever I could. And I just wanted to live in that constant place of worship. And I just want to say, like, if you're struggling with, drugs or alcohol like I was or, or any addiction or strongholds over your life just never underestimate the power of worship like just lifting God up putting him in his rightful place and just praising him like yeah it's, it's so powerful it's good um, yeah I have no, no idea how many times in that, in that time that I recited Galatians 2.20 in those early days um, look it up, it's good <laughs> Every time I felt like I was going back there, I would quote it. Um, it was such an amazing season. like It was just still blows me away to think about it. Um, like I just spent months constantly overwhelmed by the joy of God, by the joy God had given me. Um, even my wife, Rach, at the time commented that God had changed me so much that she hardly recognised me anymore, but in a good way. <laughs> I'd submitted to God's plan and obeyed him, which, which took sacrifice. And although it was a choice, it was him who enabled me to do it. Um, Yeah. And I absolutely saw and experienced the power of God in that time. Yeah, it was good. But then, like, on the flip side, there were other times in my life where I didn't see any dramatic victory. And they were hard times. Um, But, yeah, I know God was with me in these times too. A few years ago, I went through a time where I got really struggled with my mental health, I guess you could say. Um, I pressed into God, but but yeah, just sort of felt stuck there. Um, I, remember God, I remember God leading me to spend time with him, and spend time in his word in particular. I read a lot of scripture in that time, like a real lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I read as an act of worship, and I've got to say that it was a thing that got me through. And even though <clears throat> sorry, even though it was such a different scenario to the first story, I see God used it. And even though, at the time, I couldn't see an end to it, it showed me that God can still speak to me and use me in the hard times too. I read the whole Bible that year. It was good. It was such an awesome blessing. And while I never saw a dramatic victory, it was part of my journey, um, and it was part of... That shaped me to be the person I am today. So the important question in all this is, how do we submit to God and obey? Truth is, in Christ. With, sorry. Truth is, without Christ, we can't. Yeah. Can I just get the um, the band to come up for this last bit? Thanks. Um, so yeah, look, the whole Old Testament points to Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus was there in the beginning and throughout the, and throughout the entire Old Testament, there were so many awesome things that point to Jesus because it's always been God's plan for us to be made right with him through Jesus. Without him, there's something missing. The only way we can do any of this is through Christ. We can't submit to God's plan or obey him in our own strength. If we try, we're only trying to follow a bunch of rules. But it was God's plan from the beginning for Christ to become human, to die for our sins, that we are made right with God and filled with his Holy Spirit. Amen. So when we turn to Christ and submit to him, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can obey him book of Revelation says that Christ is called King of Kings and Lord of Lords when we submit to Christ we lift him up to his rightful place as King over our lives and we will see his power it's such an amazing thing to belong to him, to him. we just need to bow down to him as Joshua did bowing down before the commander of the Lord's armies and when we believe in him he forgives us He makes us clean so that his Holy Spirit can be in us. So if you don't know Christ this morning, if like Joshua where you're standing there asking if he's your friend or foe, know that he became human to die for you. He loves you and wants to welcome you as his own. It's an amazing thing to live life with the Holy Spirit guiding us. Will he take away all the walls and struggles in our lives? Certainly not. But we will face them with him. And it's only by his strength that we can go where he leads us. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you for choosing us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that when we mess up, that you forgive us. And Lord, we thank you that you have a plan for our lives. And thank you, Lord, that it's a plan that's way better than anything we could come up with. Help us, Lord, to submit to you and to trust you when things aren't turning out the way we'd hoped. And help us to rejoice, Lord. Help us to rejoice and praise you when when you give us victories. Amen. So, As we sing this last song, if anyone wants prayer, just come up the front. We'll pray with you. And I just want to say, if there's anyone who doesn't know Jesus, whether it be in the room or online, maybe you're watching at home, thinking, "Man, like, I need to look into this. I need to know Jesus." Um, I just encourage you to find someone you know that that does. Um, talk to them, fill out a connect card, and someone will get in touch with you, or come up the front today, and, and we'll pray with you.